I knew my vision was clear to pave the path forward for other women, to give them a voice so they can step up and really stand in their strength or find their strength. And the secret to the success is finding other women who have a voice and want to share their story and bringing them together and just, you know, letting them share their story. Storytelling has been at the root of the success of this. Hi, this is Sean Greeley and welcome to the Secrets to Their Fitness Business Success Podcast, where industry leaders share their secrets, strategies, and step-by-step systems to turn your fitness passion into a highly profitable business. Now, after you've listened to the show, head on over to npefitness.com slash podcast to download the show notes and get access to our free e-course on how you can start and grow a profitable fitness business. You'll see how over 45,000 fitness entrepreneurs have created more profit, revenue, and happiness with their business and get instant access to our three most popular fitness business building guides. The training is 100% free and you can access it now at npefitness.com slash podcast. Now let's get on to the show. All right, coming to you from Los Angeles, this is the Secrets to Their Fitness Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Greeley, founder and CEO of NPE, and this is episode number five, Stand In and Find Your Strength to Grow. How Mo Hagen found her why and inspires women to lead across the fitness industry. Mo has been a colleague and a friend of mine for many years now, and I'm excited for this interview because the fitness industry and the world needs more women to grow in their confidence and ability to lead. For far too long, the fitness industry was dominated by male leaders at the top. Fortunately, that's changing now, and we have leaders like Mo Hagen to thank for that. In this episode, you're gonna learn some powerful lessons on how to find your flame and how to inspire in others, which is truly at the center of what great leadership is all about. You're gonna learn a lot in this episode, so be sure to take notes, and let's jump in. All right, hello and welcome to the show. I'm pleased to be here today with a good friend of mine, Mo Hagen. Uh, For those who don't know Mo, I wanna tell you a little about her background. Uh, She's a global fitness ambassador. She's been recognized for her work in fitness uh, for over three decades. Uh, She's the chief operating officer for CampFit Pro, and has really been an integral part of the team over there since its inception, uh, which you hear about a little more on this podcast today. Uh, and she's been working in the industry for, uh, since 1984. She's won a ton of awards for the work she's done uh, across the globe for fitness, including the URSA, uh, Julie Maine Woman Leader of the Year Award 2016, the Canadian Fitness Industry Leader of the Year Award 2019. Uh, she's a member of the Board of Directors for Prescription to Get Active Canada uh, and uh, Women in Fitness Association. And really, most of all, Mo is a leader. She dedicates her life to serving others, to leading leaders, uh, and developing fitness at the highest level. So uh, we've got a ton to talk about. I'm very excited to have Mo here. Mo, thanks for being here with us. Oh, I'm so happy to be with you, Sean. It's just an honor. Awesome. So tell me about your background. How did you, tell us where you're from, how you get into fitness, where did this all start for you? All right. Well, as cliche as it sounds, fitness started for me as a small child because I learned about exercise through rehab. Uh, I was an accident-prone kid, a wannabe athlete, not very good at sport, but I never quit trying out for teams. And that's when I was first introduced to training. It was my phys ed teacher that said to me, one day, it doesn't matter if you make the team, Mo, what matters is that you learn how to become stronger and you learn what it feels like to succeed personally. And if you do that, then you will You've made your own team, and that's winning. And I never forgot that. My phys ed teacher was my first female role model. And all through school, I dreamed about a career that did not exist. In fact, I was told to settle for less. I was told to 
pursue my strengths, which of course was physical movement. I loved to exercise. It made me happy, or as I would say, it would give me that mojo. And so I was told to either become a phys ed teacher or to become a marine biologist because I wanted to combine fitness with traveling the world and teaching. And I was told that my career that I dreamed in my head didn't exist. And then one day, and it was many years later, I realized that even though I didn't know how, I actually created my own career path. And that's, I guess I could say, some of it was timing uh, in, the, in the industry. Uh, fitness really was just starting. I learned everything about teaching from Jane Fonda, Kathy Smith, Karen Voigt, Jack LaLanne, and of course, the infamous 20-minute workout. And those were all virtual teachers for me. And I just simply tried out, um, went and applied for a job to become a fitness instructor. And that was sort of the hybrid between two university degrees. I did go to university to become a physical health education teacher, but I still dreamed about teaching globally and teaching fitness. And of course, it was aerobics back then. So that was seen as a hobby, not a real job. So again, the struggle of trying to find the uh, vehicle for me to live what I wanted to do. And then I stumbled onto Good Life Fitness back then in the 80s. It was called Number One Nautilus. And I kept applying for a job. Every Friday, I'd skip school in the afternoon, go down and apply for a job. And I was turned down for six months. So finally, I decided I'm going to offer my services for free. So I said, don't pay me. Let me prove myself. And I got into the group fitness schedule. And I can't remember the timing, but it seemed like it was overnight. I was teaching five days a week. And I kept going back every year when I returned to school for physiotherapy. And that was my degree that I decided I'd pursue as a desire to give back because I, again, I was an accident prone kid and I thought that being able to help others with exercise in a, in a different way of helping them find their health again was where I was to go. So as I graduated from physiotherapy school, I put myself through school teaching at Good Life part-time and I moonlit a lot on the weekends. Uh, David Patch Evans, the founder and CEO of Good Life, he kept romancing me uh, professionally by offering me the opportunity to go to his clubs and train their group fitness instructors on weekends. So he would give me his convertible and say, go here, go there. And I'd say yes. And eventually he offered me a part-time job as a coordinator. And then after I graduated, he offered me a job a few years later to leave my full-time secure career to pursue a new position at Good Life Fitness that did not exist. There are some clues here. And everyone around me said, you'd be crazy to take a job with no security, terrible pay, uh, no job description. I had to create it myself. And one person said to me, follow your heart, follow your instincts. So I quit my job as a physiotherapist, although I never quit my license to practice. And I joined Good Life Fitness as a director. And that was 29 years ago. And I've never looked back. I moved up the company, uh, became a vice president of operations, and basically built the group fitness department at Good Life. Upon the way, uh, in 1993, we came up against 
an incredible vision that Patch had, but there was a lot of obstacles. He wanted to grow his company fast and furiously. And he basically challenged me to find enough associates, especially group fitness instructors. And at that time, as the industry experienced a very big shortcoming of instructors and personal training was just starting, there was no such thing as a training to become a personal trainer. It was led by sort of the celebrities that called it that. And, and uh, if you, unless you were a celebrity, you were a trainer of a sports team. And that's really how personal training started. So I was tasked with that assignment. And that's the starting of CamFit Pro. And I grew up at both companies. I started CamFit Pro. I think, Sean, you always love hearing my story of how Patch enticed yeah. me once again. Yeah, we got, we, got to, we got to pause here for a second. Just, just yeah. so you had an unbelievable beginning coming into your journey, really creating your own career path yeah. and following your heart. And, you know, this crazy entrepreneur named Patch, who everybody's telling you is insane and this is a bad idea. But 29 years later, you're still living your dream and making things happen. Uh, which is just just beautiful, um, and I think such a message for everybody to to follow your heart and to follow your passions, and you know what you'll figure it out. And I think that's the hallmark of every you know entrepreneur and leader. You're going into new territory that you've never been, and it's okay to be in uncharted waters. That's that's where the good things happen, uh, and be comfortable with with being uncomfortable in that space, right? So absolutely, um, I, I love I love that message. Um, and uh, but then we get into a, a huge. A turning point in the journey um, and that's what we're I know we're gonna get into now where really you're sitting around a kitchen table with patch who says hey let's do let's do something crazy um, and uh, you know we can't set everybody in Canada all across the world but we can bring the whole world to Canada to bring the best of the best to develop um, uh, you know this thing called Camp Fit Pro and the show, which is celebrated now what what, what year are we in 20 26 years we just celebrated yeah just 26th anniversary, right? So, uh, and is, is, is become today, um, you know, the world's leading show for fitness education, um, all happening in Toronto where we've been a part of it for many years. We love being there with you and your team. Uh, and, uh, but this all started around somebody's, you know, patches kitchen table. So tell, take us around, you know, for those who don't know, this takes over the entire convention center in Toronto. It is massive, massive show. Um, everybody who's anybody in the world of fitness is there every year, year over year. Um, you guys do a phenomenal job. Uh, and, uh, yeah, take us through the origin story of how that first began. All right. Love to. The story is uh, quite amazing, in fact. And uh, it's really great to know that it's sometimes better not to know what you don't know so that you don't actually stop yourself with fear of thinking, I can't do this. Because I had no idea what we were doing, I just said yes. And every time I had a bad day, I'd ask Patch, you know, why are we doing this? So let me tell you how this started. Um, Patch came back from Ursa one year, and it was in March. Our annual, our weekly meetings took place at his home office, which was his house. And typically, it was around the kitchen table. And if it wasn't there, it was in the gym. We always had meetings in the gym. He'd work out. I'd take notes. And he said to me, as I was leaving that meeting that week, I was literally walking out the door and he said, oh, by the way, uh, I forgot to tell you something. This is always Patch's way of enticing people to get excited. Uh, he said, I bought this conference, the rights to this conference called Body Life. And it's a conference and it's a magazine. And it's a trade show. 
And I literally said to him, and you're telling me because? And he said, because we're going to do it here in Canada. This is how I see my vision for having enough instructors and personal trainers, the frontline leader to fulfill his need for good life alone. And he said it would help the whole country come better. And he says, and you're going to run it. And some guy from Germany is going to call you and he's going to help you. You help him. This is how you get to travel, Mo. You'll go to his conference. He'll come to yours. And um, we're going to do that in September. And I said, September of which year? And he said, the same year. So I had my job cut out for me. And I, I just said, yes, I left. And I waited for this guy to call me. <laughs> and this guy is now my dear friend, Darren Dietrich, who ran Body Life Germany, which at the time was the largest European education conference. So this fulfilled my purpose of being able to travel and teach globally. And this guy did call me and I thought that he was moving to Canada and he's gonna work with me and teach me everything. And basically, as he said, Mo, you already run conferences for good life in a very small way. Just do that and make it 25 times bigger. <laughs> Perfect. So I took that and then I did what I do best. I, I learned on the side of, you know, I followed Patch to conferences. He took me there. That was the deal. You know, I'd work for him. He'd take me around the world and introduce me to all the, the leaders in the industry. And I hung on to him as if, you know, I was his little sister or sometimes people thought I was his girlfriend, others his wife. Um, and I just called all of what I call FOPs, friends of Patch's. And we shared our vision what we wanted to achieve, and more importantly, our purpose. And our, his friends and my friends, they all said, I'd love to come to Canada. So we leveraged relationships and we leveraged our um, connections with people in the community of London, Ontario, to help us get in the door at convention centers, event planners, et cetera. And we did hire some of the things that we know we were not able to do ourselves, but it was the relationships, the connections, and the sheer intuition of what we knew we needed. And we figured what we would need at Good Life, the rest of the country needed as well. Education, uh, bringing people together to create a feeling of community, which eventually became our membership. And then it became year after year through struggle, to be honest, through failing and winning. And I have to say the first couple of years, it was a bit more failing than winning, but people got excited. And we put our only competitor that ran a aerobics conference in their 12th year, we put them out of business. And that was only our second year in business. And that was 1993. And within three years, we became big enough that we had to relocate to Toronto. And when we relocated, we were able to expand we put more money behind it. We were able to then, because we reached this, not, I wouldn't say critical mass, but we became big enough to become noticed. That's when we were able to reach out. And once again, the people that believed in Patch and supported Patch's company, supported Patch's sister company, Camfit Pro. And I have to give, really give credit to the equipment companies and the sponsors that would contribute money time, equipment, manpower, presenters. And that's how we were able to build the credibility of Kemfit Pro quickly. And then interesting enough, within three years, we created a, the biggest problem that came our greatest opportunity. We 
all of a sudden had this great conference, but we didn't have a way or a reason for people to come back year after year. So that's when we said, we need to create a certification. We need to create certified fitness instructors. We needed to create the first certification for personal training. And then that way they'd require continuing education credits. What we leveraged was the fact that Canadians love education. Canadians love international talent coming to them. Um, we're very loyal as a, as a country to shape things within our country. I know that's true of many other countries. So we brought international friends, people who never presented before, and the two just worked so well together. And just we grew our two main certifications, which are very strong today, and they remain at the foundation of our funnel that is bringing people in to develop a career path. And then, of course, we had to create a business plan around what started as a conference, and we have grown that to become a membership certification body, uh, a community, and of course, a, a, a funnel for people to become qualified, certified, and uh, well-educated fitness professionals today, which is 21,000 strong. Amazing. Yeah. And for, for, again, just to reinforce for those who don't know, Camp and Pro is the largest provider of education in Canadian fitness industry, bar none. Uh, you guys have been doing this since, since 93. Um, so we're, like you said, now in 20, year 26 uh, that you're growing. Um, and the membership is tremendous. You bring together trainers, uh, health club operators, industry suppliers, consumers. Now the growing segments of boutiques and studios as well. Um, everybody really um, is there um, and you bring everybody together and it's a huge melting pot of learning and growth and education uh, and fun and, and relationships that go on for years um, where everybody benefits. So um, such an amazing story. Um, so talk with us about, um, I know there's, there's been a lot of uh, things along the way. Um, I'd love for you to share through that journey, what have been the biggest challenges that you've had to face and uh, what, how have you overcome them? Great one. Uh, biggest challenge is the, the rate of growth of our membership, the rate of growth of uh, people wanting to come into the industry through our certifications and the speed at which we had to catch up to keep things relevant, up to date. And do, in doing so, finding the right people to join CampFit Pro, to join our vision, to, to get on board with the vision. And so throughout, along the way, we just, we kept stumbling, on, stumbling over our own success in that we couldn't keep up to the demand at times. So what we did as most companies who have that kind of success is that we, we did it and then figured out how. And we had to take steps backwards at times through challenges that we faced and, and, you know, perhaps criticism we faced that a product wasn't as complete or accurate as it should have been, uh, finding the right people to work with us. And of course, aligning that with the value that they brought because, uh, you know, the fitness industry has really matured at first, you know, you could find a lot of people to work with you. And you didn't have to pay them a lot because they just were so passionate about wanting to serve the industry. But now it's aligning. They want to be paid well. They want to have a different type of culture of work. And yet we're just trying to keep up to the work. So that meant that we had to work through and make changes to leadership. We had to uh, really 
stop ourselves to build culture, develop values for our business, develop a stronger business plan, uh, mature, become more mature and not just decide around a table, okay, how much do we want to make and how much are we going to be able to spend? And okay, that's the budget. We had to actually get really down and in depth about what we could do and how to shape a really good strategic plan. And of course, I guess the biggest thing in all that challenge was finding the right people to be on the right seats on our in our vehicle to move CanFit Pro forward. And it's always comes down to the right people. That would be the biggest yeah. challenge that, you know, always weighs heavy on my heart. Um, I'm a really good visionary of what can what we can do, but it's about becoming and to become the business you want to be, you have to be stop and really slow down to make sure that the people that you bring on have the same values, have the same commitment to the vision and be mature enough or have the right acumen to be able to fully participate, which means step up, speak up, um, not always agree and together understand that it, we're creating something together. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And I think that is the hardest part for, for every company. You get to a point and there's, there's more strategic planning. Now we got to go back and rethink this. And, and as you said, take a step backward to take two steps forward. Um, I think that's all part of the journey that, that everybody can relate to. But the people piece and building the bench, building the leadership team is the thing that takes probably the most patience. Uh, because you can make decisions quickly about systems or processes or a strategy, um, mm -hmm. but people require patience. Human beings require time and investment, and you know it, it's not like flipping a light switch, right? So, yeah. um, talk about that. Working through the team evolutions, uh, what has been some of the big lessons learned for you in, in building the leadership team around the vision that you guys have had? Uh, that's a great question, and I'm sure that I'm still figuring some of that out, but I guess the biggest thing is developing a leadership style that's inclusive, where your leaders, your managers have a role to contribute. Because I saw the evolution between being told what they were going to do and actually being asked what they can contribute. And that's, again, culture and having that sense of ownership versus the sense of a job you know, I show up, I do this, and this is my team, and I'm just going to work on my team and working in silos versus working collaboratively. So it, it was about developing leaders, and that takes time and patience as well. And um, the crucial conversations and coaching to be honest with leaders on where their strengths lie and how to build on their weaknesses to build them too. And that's where we've, you know, we've had to really take time out of the business to serve fitness professionals to actually invest in our business and investing in our leaders and investing in what they need and helping them to see that by, in, by helping them, their ability to contribute and their success will be greater and therefore the business will be greater. So it's, it's really about leadership and influence. Um, and that's the part of the business that we really didn't understand that was as important as work so working in the business not just on the business working yeah. inside with the people so that was that's always been and we're still we're still working through that we um we hire much differently today 
than we did before. We really take the time uh, to look at strengths and um, we hire for complementary strengths. But then we also make it very clear in terms of expectations that they need to lead by example. So they need to be the leader they want their people to become. So yeah. there's those layers of leadership and and that's something that, again, when you grow quickly as a company, you don't take time to focus on because everything seems to be fine or, in fact, great. But then it does come to a point where to move further forward, that tipping point, you have to step back and look at your people and really invest in their leadership. Yeah, well said. And by the way, I, everybody's working on As long as you're around, you have people and you're growing, it's forever uh, an ongoing conversation and an area of focus to develop. So um, everybody's just trying to figure, you know, figure it out for their team today, for the next season, for tomorrow. So, um, it's so relatable. Um, so there's been so many wonderful offshoots of the continued work and development you've done. I know one of the most, um, you know, uh, important themes for you has really been creating opportunity and a voice for women in the fitness industry. And it's why you've been recognized for, for so much, so many of the work. Uh, you've done around the world uh, in women, uh, developing women leaders for fitness. And uh, for those who don't know, you run a special event every year um, uh, as part of part of the show. Um, and now you're bringing it uh, regionally as well this year. Um, and it's called Women Who Influence. Um, and tell us about what it, what is, how did this start and how did your passion for this engage? And tell us what about Women Who Influence. Oh, thank you. I love to share this. So it's a good 10 years ago, I started chatting with my female friends in the industry about wanting to give a bigger platform for women to be recognized for their contribution. Because if you looked at the demographic of leaders in the industry, typically the industry is led by men as CEOs, owners, and operators. And then the two I see, second in command, is a very strong female. And yet when it comes to you know, being recognized, they take the second seat. And that wasn't the case for me working with Patch because uh, when I joined the company uh, back in 91 on a full-time basis, I'd been there for seven years before, but, you know, everyone around the table, there was actually three of us, they're all women. And I, it was what I grew up for because I didn't understand until I started traveling abroad that I was one of the very few women in the room at leadership events and um, business of meeting of the minds, I tag along with Patch, as I said, and I'd be that token female along with a few others, maybe. And so I kept saying, there's something not right here. And I wanted to contribute and as a show of gratitude, give other women the opportunity for the similar recognition for upward advancement. And I knew that in order for women to step up into leadership roles, they needed to find their voice and the way I felt that they could find their voice was hearing the voices and stories of other women who have succeeded. So I used Women Who Influence as a platform for bringing women together in a TED Talk style, you know, a number of speakers, 15 minutes each, and then bring people together in the room, women only at this time. And it became this event that has morphed into a day-long event and it is in its sixth year, we've attracted over 300 women to this event. It's the biggest one in the world today. And, we, and I have to say, I'll just step back and say, I would have started Women Who Influence at least three years sooner, but I was told I couldn't. It wouldn't work. You know, no, flat out, you can't do it. In fact, I was told if I was going to do it, 
I would have no support. I would have to fund it, market it myself. And finally, my girlfriend, one of my mentors said, Mo, stop talking about it and just do it. So I did that. I started it, had no idea really how I was going to make it work. And then suddenly people started noticing. And now it is a, one of our primary areas of focus at CamFit Pro. And we feel that it has done amazing things to open the doors for so many women. And um, it, it really is. I, I knew my vision was clear to pave the path forward for other women, to give them a voice so they can step up and really stand in their strength or find their strength. And the secret to the success is finding other women who have a voice and want to share their story and bringing them together and just, you know, letting them share their story. Storytelling has been at the root of the success of this because within everyone's story is a lesson, a struggle, and a nugget of knowledge and a theme. And that is what inspires the audience of women to find something within themselves that's either the same or gives them the spark to light their own flame. And, you know, I have to say the reasons it's so successful today is the success that is the promotion that we've had from both men and women in the industry to say, yes, the timing is now. And I guess the last thing to say is this is a, not just a recognition event, but this is women who are actively working in the industry to take it to the next level. So um, this is what makes it even more powerful is these are women that are out there leading by example today. Amazing. And, you know, I think I hear, I hear actually at a, a interview with Sarah Cooperman who shared a lot of her journey and uh, which I know you, you're, you're very aware of as well with, you know, the glass ceiling that's been present for so long in this industry, you know, similar story to her going to meetings, the only woman in the room, right. And you get to some level and it's all, <laughs> guys. <laughs> and then, it was always Sarah and myself. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, exactly. You, you two have been, been, you and know, Lynn Brick. This thing. Yeah. yeah. And Lynn Brick. Yep. Um, and you know, there needs to be more opportunities. There needs to be a voice. You know, there's so many incredible women who do lead powerfully, um, and are creating more opportunity as a result. So, um, you know, the fact that you're, you're creating, you know, opportunities for women in the future, for female entrepreneurs and leaders to come in and grow and develop in this supportive environment is incredible. Um, and talk about, I know, um, we've had several top, you know, of, of NP, uh, female entrepreneurs and clients that have come and attended. And, uh, it is by far the event everybody talks about, uh, if you're a, a, a woman who wants to be a leader in fitness, you need to be there from where you are in the world, get to Toronto for the show each year, uh, in August. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but this year you're actually taking it regionally as well. And you have a, a offshoot that's coming up soon. Um, in Vancouver. Um, and so tell us about what's happening in Vancouver, um, you know, in November. Well, we identified that we're onto something and Patch himself came back from FIBO Europe where he attended the European summit and saw in the room all men, which he didn't really notice before, but it was one of my dear friends, Emma Berry, who boldly took the stage as the only female within that event for years. I don't know if there'd ever been a female speaking at that event. And she challenged the entire audience to say, we need more women and more voices at the leadership table. And what she did was so powerful. And I, I'll tell you, Sean, she actually um, recognized Patch in front of the whole delegation and said, this guy gets it. 
and Patch sat up. I watched this on Facebook Live, and he sat up like a you know, flocked his peacock feathers and he felt so proud. And he came home, he goes, Mo, I get it. We got to make this big because there's such a need. But it's almost like his eyes were open when he had to hear it through another voice. And of course, if you know Emma Barry, you know, she's expressively bold and she challenged the audience and then she edified the need and that it's working elsewhere and that Europe should get on board. And that's when Patch said, I know I have a unique selling position here as a leader in this movement with women, not just in the fitness industry, but it's needed here. And that's when he came home, he says, Mo, I want this to be part of all our events. So we decided to launch in the West Coast because we have a lot of influencers there. They've been asking for it. And I've been piloting it with a women's panel, as you know, because you've sponsored some of our women leadership panels at our events over the years with NPE, and I'm always grateful for that. And so we're bringing it to Vancouver as one of our pre-convention sessions on the Friday preceding our event. So that's uh, in November on the 22nd, I believe. It's the Friday. Um, all that's posted on our website with our Vancouver event. And then as we learn from that one, we will be bringing it to the east and uh, hopefully to Montreal as well. And then, of course, we'll have our seventh annual um, event in Toronto on August the 13th next summer with our 2020 event. Awesome. So yeah, everybody listening to this, if you're in Canada or Western Canada, get to the Vancouver event, sign up for the, the pre-con day at the end of November. As of this, this recording, when this gets released, it's, it's tell us the dates again, November, uh, when yeah, the, the show is and when the pre-con is. Yes, I will. I'm just going to triple check because I want to be sure I'm correct here. So the event for Women Who Influence Vancouver is the afternoon of the 22nd of November. Uh, it's uh, from 4 till 7.30, followed by a reception. And then the 23rd, 24th is Camp Fit Pro Vancouver. And that Excellent. is our main fitness convention there, which you'll be at. Yes, yes. And just get yourself to canfitpro.com to get booked in, get registered. Um, if you haven't been to Vancouver yet, it's lovely. It'll be worth, worth the travel. It's a beautiful part of the world um, and you need to check it out. So um, fantastic. So tell us what else is happening. What's the future look like for you in the next year? You've just got promoted to, you know, pretty much you've, you've been at the heart of this thing and developing, you know, fitness in Canada, the movement globally for decades now. Uh, you got a new role, a big role, COO of CanFit Pro. Um, along with the contributions you make in other areas. And what do you, what's happening for 2020 beyond for, for the work that you're uh, focused on ahead? We're uh, really reinventing CanFit Pro from a member experience. We're investing in both the front end member experience through our website, uh, or as we like to call it, our member experience journey. And then we're making a huge investment in a new CRM. So really managing the back end, which will really help us streamline our business so that we can really work smarter and more efficiently, but most importantly, so that we can make it easier and more frictionless for both our associates and our members to come to CampFit Pro, experience it, receive what it is they want, and also receive the steps in the journey that we've been wanting to provide, but we just haven't been able to because of our system. So that's the big focus for 2020. We launched uh, some new values for our associates so that we could bring to 
our associates common uh, a common purpose for why we do the work we do. We've launched some new internal systems to recognize our associates. And we're also revamping our experience at conferences in a way that will open the doors for people who think, well, I don't want to go to a fitness conference, but I really need to go and work on my mental wellness or leadership. Or I, I'm an independent operator. I need help to understand how to run a small business, a boutique. So we're really uh, looking at giving a transformation or facelift to how we present ourselves or market our conferences. I'd love to see them look like conferences within a conference versus one big brochure. And then you have to sort of navigate through it to find what you need. So we're looking at that as well. So we have lots to do. And through all that, work together as a really cohesive, collaborative team, which uh, we spoke about in terms of my focus is um, really leading the leadership culture. And I spend half my week now in Toronto working at Campfit Pro, and then half my week back here in London, Ontario, where I live, where the home office of Good Life is. So, and then on the side, I have a couple projects here and there. And of course, I'll not stop traveling to conferences, but I'm picking and choosing them a lot more strategically to go where I need to be to learn um, what I can bring back to keep moving CampFit Pro forward. Awesome. Um, yeah, and we're, we're excited. We've been obviously partners with CampFit Pro for several years now. Uh, we love getting together at the shows, both the big show and the regional events. We're excited to be there to partner and serve the Canadian fitness industry and helping fitness professionals and studio owners grow and develop their skills and competency to be successful, to create something that can serve both themselves, their families, their communities uh, in a powerful way. Uh, and so um, it's, it's been an awesome ride so far. And I know we're just beginning a lot of the fun we're going to have in the years ahead. Um, oh, yes, for sure. And I have to say, you've been a fabulous partner. MPE has offered business acumen that's at a, at a designed in such a way that whether you're just starting your business or you've started your business and you are struggling or that you just want to become smarter so you can do what you love in a bigger expression of that. And you're, you've just got that system that I know from working through um, duplicatable systems that everybody can jump on at different stages and work through that and 100% have success, uh, increase in success in their business. What you've done for the industry is uh, we all are very grateful for. And for those who don't know about NPE and all of your training and programs and consulting, then um, listen and learn and receive the tools you'll get at the end of this podcast and jump on board. Awesome. Well, thanks for saying that. And let's, I'd like to just finish off with a few kind of words of wisdom. So if you could go back, you know, and, and talking to those early stage fitness professionals coming into the career uh, path, trying to plot their way of what their career is going to look like, um, or those who've just opened their own facility and are figuring out, you know, how do I really make this thing work? Um, you've been someone who's, who's figured it out along the way, right? You didn't have the perfect blueprint. You didn't have the plan. Mm -hmm. there, weren't the re there wasn't an NP of the world uh, to support, you know, yep. Uh, your your journey back when you started. So um, what advice would you have for those folks working through those early stages and finding their way? Great. Thank you. First of all, do the work to really understand and articulate your why, your purpose. Because if you don't know what that is, then you'll get distracted amongst all the attractive opportunities and you'll get lost. And that's when you, you, you know, you, you 
your business will not grow if you are always sidetracked. So get clear with your why because that's what gets you out of bed every day. Passionate to push through the obstacles and the challenges and see them as opportunities. And I even said to the vice president yesterday at Canva Pro, this is fun. And I caught myself saying, there was a day where I didn't think that part of the business was fun, but it's fun because I understand the why. And then secondly, do, do not do this alone. Whether you can have a partner, a consultant, uh, work with you know, yourself, MPE, or find a mentor. Find a mentor, join a mastermind group, join an association. If you're a female business operator, work with you know, your female leaders or join WIFA because the mentorship is invaluable. They will, your mentor will help you get your mind right and fast track you through some of the learning and obstacles. Thirdly, do not sit behind your desk and think you're running your business. You got to get out there. You got to be at the events, budget them, plan them, bring your top performers with you, but be at the live events because yes, online learning is phenomenal. It's the way of the future, but you've got to be out there in the community because when you're seen as the role model, the leader, the success story in your community and you're, you receive that acknowledgement by your peers, then your members will see you as the game in town. So I think those are the really big pieces there and never stop learning. You know, if you can never think you have enough knowledge under your belt and the way that the industry is moving, you've got to be adding on something new on a pretty annual basis to continue to evolve, to meet the needs of your business, whether that's business training or whether you're a trainer and you've, you know, you add an area of expertise because before you know it, you'll be out of date, out of relevancy, and you'll be left behind. So important. I couldn't have said it better. I mean, this is a time that the industry is growing rapidly, um, which is great for the industry, uh, but it means there's more sophistication and more competition. And if you're not investing in your personal development, your upskilling every year, it's like the turnover is, is, is fat. You can become relevant quick right now. Um, and I think all the more critical to be investing and continuing focused on your learning and development program as part of a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annual focus for you. How are you going to get better this year? Um, and, uh, and asking for feedback on where you can improve, where you can grow, Ooh. where you should go spend time, I think is so critical for everybody out there. Um, because oftentimes we don't see our own blind spots, right? Of the areas we we're missing. Um, and we need other people to help, as you said, mentor and point out the, the opportunities for us to grow and improve. Very true. Awesome. Okay. So anything else you want to share before we wrap up today, where can other people find about other projects or things you got going on? I know you have your own website, uh, mohagan.com. Yes. Check it out. If you, if you're not on your most newsletter, go get on. Yeah. That. There's some, uh, on mohagan.com. There's some free resources there as well. I've published a couple of books in the last couple of years, co-authored with uh, an amazing woman that uh, is a brain transformation coach. And we've written the book, Think Yourself Successful. There's a free, there's some uh, free downloads about that. We wrote Think Yourself a Relationship Pro. It's taking personality styles and making it really relevant to, you know, the business you're in, the relationship you're in, the business you want to be in and the relationship you want to be in. And there's free tools with that as well. I offer some you know, short 
impactful coaching opportunities. And then of course, um, I guess that's a, a good place to start. And then follow your mentor. So if you want to follow me, you know, I'm on Maureen Hagen on Facebook. Um, I have a lot of friends, like 5,000. So you can follow my fan page, Mo Hagen. Um, I do most of my work there. Or, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn as Maureen Hagen. And, um, you know, reach out, ask me questions. I love to talk to the industry. I love when people write me and say, hey, I'm from Wisconsin and I heard about you through my friend Sally and I'd love to pick your brain about this. And I love when people ask me that. It's a compliment, meaning that people are noticing what I'm doing and I live what I do as my, you know, pretty much live my legacy and I work a lot because I love what I do. But I know that it's the reinforcement of hearing feedback or getting challenged with questions is what spurs me on to keep looking for the answers and it you know recharges my battery to connect with people so let's connect awesome and i want to encourage everybody uh get registered for an upcoming camp for pro event uh go say introduce yourself find mo introduce yourself get connected she is one of the most phenomenal people uh in the fitness industry bar none worldwide uh, and i spent a lot of time around the world in fitness so um go meet mo say hi and uh, mo thanks so much for being here my absolute pleasure thanks so much thanks for listening to the secrets to their fitness business success podcast with me sean Greeley. If you like the show, then head on over to npefitness.com slash podcast to download the show notes, subscribe, and enter to win over 25,000 in free prizes we're giving away to celebrate the launch of the show. Be well, and we'll see you in the next episode.